See, I crack up every day I hear somebody come back after talking to somebody that fits their ideal client profile, and they say uh, they don't have budget. And, and my response is, well, no kidding, they don't have budget. If they had budget, we wouldn't need to pay you a sales commission. If they had budget, we wouldn't need salespeople. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Sales Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Davidoff. If you have not joined the Sales Genius Network, what are you waiting for? Go to www.salesgeniusnetwork.com. Sign up. Today, we are going to be launching a brand new training module. We're going to be talking about how to do a better diagnosis in the sales process, as well as how to influence and clarify decision criteria. That and other great stuff, content, as well as the show notes for all of our podcasts are available to members of the Sales Genius Network. What's more, go to Facebook. Join the Sales Genius Network Facebook group. Lots of ideas being traded around. Um, Our community manager, Hannah Rose, is regularly uh, putting out interesting questions. Um, Share your experience. Seek the wisdom of others who are all on the same journey as you. Remember, Sales Genius is a mindset. It's not a skill or a capability. We're all looking for ways to get better, to be smarter, to delight our internal and external customers, and, well, just to make life a little bit easier. That's what's involved in the Sales Genius Network. Don't miss out. Hey, today we've got a really interesting topic, something uh, that I've been talking about and, and actually experiencing. Uh, this is something that's been a, a very interesting, well, experience for me because while I'm advising salespeople and organizations on one hand, um, I've seen it firsthand, both done effectively and really poorly um, on the buy side. In in some cases where I'm the actual buyer uh, and in several cases where we're actually doing some work on behalf of a client uh, and we're seeing how sales organizations are dealing with this, well, this crazy thing that salespeople and sales leaders and sales organizations have been talking about since the beginning of sales organizations, and that's when do you talk price? Now, there's no question that the world has gone through a tremendous revolution, a transformation in terms of how customers think, shop, engage, learn, and buy. Sellers are still struggling with it. There are new approaches and new tactics that that need to be adopted and embraced. Uh, But more importantly, there there needs to be a new rhythm. This is something that I'm noticing. I I think part of the problem that we're having to to let go of that old playbook, that old school playbook, and to really adopt the new school playbook is it's not the, the idea, the tactic, or the technique so much as it is the rhythm. Um, And I understand this. I I deal with this every day. I've I've been selling since the 1980s. Yes, I I don't like to admit that to everybody. Uh, I've been selling since the 1980s. I I know what it was like. You know, in in, in some ways it was just, I I don't want to say it was easy, but it was so much easier. And and, and really, I guess what I mean by that is it was so much less disruptive from, from a sales perspective. As a salesperson, I got to control the journey a whole lot more. Um, I learned 
that wasn't necessarily the right thing to do, and it certainly wasn't solving for the customer. But but the reality was, back in the eight, in the nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties, and even in the early two thousands, most of the time, you know, the buyer didn't have a choice. So I got to dictate the rhythm. I got to dictate when things happened. Man, that's not true. And there's no place that 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 is bigger than when it comes to price, investment, cost, whatever you want to whatever you want to say about it. You know, traditionally price came last. That was the game, right? You had to go through my my qualification presentation shtick and the last slide was price. You know, some of that hasn't changed because uh, the last slide in most of my uh, final presentations, they're, they're, they're price as well. But but price was always late. And as a salesperson, all we did, I, I remember going to Tom Hopkins boot camps and other sales trainings, and the game was all about how to position it so price was the last thing that you talked about. Um, price was also used as the hurry. Um, discounting, that, that, that's where we got this this really... Uh, we got hooked on discounting. Hey, you know what? If you can make a decision by X, then I can give this to you Y percent off. N- now, in fairness, there's actually economic reason for that. Uh, we will at times provide a discount like that. If if we get referred a piece of business and the, the, the opportunity comes to us and it's going to take a lot less time and energy, it's going to save us sales costs, if you will, and if we can get somebody to make a decision faster, we will sometimes say, hey, you know what? If this is something that you clearly know about, we're happy to share in your ability to enable us to do things with, with less effort and, and, and to lower our costs. So, so we'll pass some of that along. And, and if you can't do that, that that's fine too. Uh, but in a lot of ways, that was the original idea behind some of the discounting that we get, right? And that's why every discount ends with a date and you know, shockingly, the, the ending date is, is most often the end of the month because the price was the reason to move. Um, you know, we, if, if we're in the services business or we're in the digital business, you know, we lost the ability to say, well, we've only got one thing left in our inventory. So, so we build scarcity around price. Um, here's the thing. Even when that works, man, it creates such distaste in the mindset and the feeling of the customer. We, we get off to a bad start because even when it's not manipulative, I feel manipulated when I'm on the buy side about that. But today, and, and especially as you move to larger opportunities, to larger companies, more sophisticated companies, here's the thing. You can't afford to wait till the end to discuss price. You can't afford for them to ask you about price. You've got to bring price and cost up to the early parts of the conversation. And I don't mean in just some bullshit way of, well, you know, the price that we charge is typically dependent upon a wide variety of factors. In some cases, it can be as little as $2,500 to $3,000. And in other cases where we're dealing with something far more complex and deeper and over a longer period of time, you know, it could literally run as much as $300,000 to $17 million. Okay, with the exception of this to $17 million, 
um, I would like to say that I was exaggerating about that that BS response. But but I'll tell you, that was my go-to response for years, and it worked extraordinarily well. The, the problem today is, well, first off, it's just about every company out there, certainly every company that can do something that will produce enough revenue for you to matter, every company has more problems than they've got time or capacity to solve. So, so the question isn't, are they going to buy from you? Are they going to solve this problem? The, the bigger question that they answer is, which problems are they not going to solve? Right. Your, your first cut as a salesperson is, is to make it through the, okay, yeah, we'll consider thinking about possibly maybe determining what has to happen to solve this problem. Now, on top of that, you've got more people involved in the purchasing process and in the purchasing decision. You've got more influencers than ever before. And, and everyone's competing for different aspects of the budget. And, and, and by the way, I don't just mean the financial budget. I mean the attention budget. I mean the... Um, time budget, I mean the resource allocation new initiative budget. You know, th- those, budget aren't as, those budgets aren't as formally laid out, but, but trust me, they are as or more powerful than the financial budget. And y- you see, when you don't talk about price up front, when you don't make it clear what your price is going to be, then you leave that to, to the great unknown. And then we get upset that you know two things are th- two things happen the vast majority of the time. The, you know the first thing is, well, because we never actually put a price or a cost on the table, you'd be surprised how many people don't even realize that you do so- that you could do something for them. You know this is especially true with with the online journey. You create all this great content. To, to you, it's clear that you wouldn't create that content if it wasn't clear that there was a solution. But then when they look at your website and they look at your solution material, it's all feature benefit buzzword concept. There's nothing that really ties something down. And so, well, they have no idea that, that you've got a legitimate solution for them. You see, price is the tangible component of your intangible value proposition, of your intangible promise. And so price sends a signal to both the buyer and the seller to say how big, how comprehensive, how important, how deep is the solution that, that you may provide. Right? And so if you don't address that early, there's a huge missing gap and, and you might miss the entire at bat. Here's the other thing that can happen. They totally misunderestimate, yes, I meant that word, misunderestimate what's involved in solving the problem, what's involved in getting it done. So they under-allocate budget to you. They under-allocate resource allocation. It's never even necessarily stated. Because, you know, we're going in and we're talking about all the great things that we can do and we're talking to them about their problems and we're, we've established this really great, cool teaching point of view. And let me tell you, everybody loves better. Everybody loves better. Until the time to pay gets put down. You see, you haven't entered a decision process until the cost is on the table. How hard is this going to be? What do I have to do? How much time is it going to take? How much money is it going to cost? All of a sudden, that's when it gets real. And, and because we push the price to the very end, 
or we wait as long as possible, we mix two things together. We mix the, the cost or the allocation, the budget that's necessary versus the appropriateness or match of your solution. See, I crack up every day I hear somebody come back after talking to somebody that fits their ideal client profile, and they say uh, they don't have budget. And my response is, well, no kidding, they don't have budget. If they had budget, we wouldn't need to pay you a sales commission. If they had budget, we wouldn't need salespeople. Everybody out there calling for the end of salespeople as we know it and saying everything can be done online, well, if the customer already had the right budget, we'd be able to do that. That'd be real. So, so A, of course they don't have budget. But just because they don't have budget doesn't mean they can't or won't pay for it. And, and by the way, if they're part of your ideal client profile, then it is highly unusual. It, it's almost impossible that they can't pay for it. I was working with a company. They were selling to a $2 billion, like the target company, $2 billion company. Um, amazing margins. You know, th- th- this was a highly, highly profitable company. And the salesperson was telling us, well, they can't afford it. And my response to them was, they can't afford it? Are you serious? Are you saying they can't afford it or are you saying they don't value it? And we know the answer is they don't value it because of course they can afford it. This was going to be like a $1.5, $2 million cost to a company of their size. Of course they can afford it. The question is, why should they consider it? And, and when you're looking at a situation like that, here's the thing to understand. The sales process, and, and I define a sales process as a diagnosis phase, a design phase, uh, implementation, delivery phase. Right? The sales process doesn't start until you've had a real conversation about price, cost, and ability to allocate. Right? That, that is part of the diagnostic conversation that you need to have. So let me share with you, uh, you know, a real-life situation where, where I struggled. I was representing a customer, so we're on the buy side. Uh, this was a very reputable, very strong company on the sell side. I'm not going to share who they were. And, and they tried to play the same games that they would normally play of, pushing to price, and then when they gave me the price, they gave it to me with a just ridiculous um, expiration date for, for when the quote would be good for. Right. Now, outside of the fact that that's just a bad thing to do in the situation that they were in, I, I thought it was particularly funny because they, they did it with me, and I happen to have been involved in any number of transactions with them, so, so I already know how their pricing works. I actually already knew what was possible. It was, that was one of my favorite things. When, when they told me that the price that we were requesting was approved, the, the person that, that told me acted like, hey, I've got some really great news for you. And, and I was kind of like, I mean, it's good news because obviously if it hadn't been approved, that would be a problem. But I kind of already knew that it was going to be approved. But you see, my customer in this case, because there were multiple people involved, we had to deliver to them a promise that what we were going to be recommending would fit within a cost structure that existed. Right. And, and I knew that it would. By the way, one of the main benefits of the proposition was it was going to lower 
the total costs for something. Now, it would require them to pay for something that they hadn't paid for before, to do something they hadn't done before. But one of the major benefits was that the total cost for them was going to go down um, significantly. But to get started, you know, we had to make sure that it would fit within a cost structure. And if it didn't fit within the cost structure, then what that would mean is we would have to go through the process of getting approval for a new cost structure. And, and that would likely not happen for six to nine months because of the company's budgeting cycles and how they go through their resource allocation. Right. So what, and in this case, I was dealing with an IT department. What the IT department had communicated to me was that we can't even begin, we can't justify beginning to do work on the business case if we don't first know that it will meet this cost structure because if it can't meet this cost structure, then there's no point doing all the work and putting forth all the energy that we would need to put forth to ultimately build the business case and justify the purchase, right? And, and so the problem here was that the seller wanted to play by the old school rules of give price last, and the buyer was, hey, you know what? We got more than enough things to keep us busy. If, if you can't work with us the way we need to work with, the, the way we need to be work, worked with, then we'll work on other things. Right? That's a different game. Right? That, that's having a real conversation about cost and expectations early in the process. Now, I am not suggesting that you have that conversation in every sales interaction. Um, with, with some cases, especially if you're in the SMB market, on, especially on the smaller side, that, that might be a conversation that will overwhelm. But if you're involved in any type of complex purchase or complex sale slash purchase, if you're dealing with larger organizations, if you're dealing with any type of consensus issue, You've got to deal with price and cost up front. You've got to deal with it early. Now, here's the advantage of dealing with it early. When, when you deal with cost early, you're making a business cost reward case, right? The sale is about the business cost reward, not the solution cost reward. What, what you're suggesting, whether they need to do it or you need to do it, is to say, look, wouldn't it make sense for us to know if you can do something before we go through all of the effort to to actually put a solution or a recommendation together? Right. So, so here's the rules. If you want to win in today's world, um, and, and when I say win, I don't just mean win in the short term. Because, yes, the, the, the reason that we're still playing the games that we're playing with price is in far too many short-term cases, it looks like it works, right? There, there's enough people demanding enough things in enough areas that, that we get to play that game and it looks like it works. Um, but what we're also doing is we're feeding the beast for why the buyer is looking for a totally different way to handle it in the future. We're, we're killing our, our future while we're playing that game. So, so when I talk about win, I mean win in a way that not only enables you to win business more predictably, but to win it with higher margins, to win it with greater appreciation, which means more repeat sales, more lifetime value. Here's what you got to do. You've got to deal with price. You've got to deal with cost honestly and transparently. 
And that means, for God's sake, if you know how much something is going to cost, tell them. Just last week, I got called from a direct sales rep for a SaaS company that was looking for a partner to help them as they were trying to close a piece of business. And, and look, this person had done so much of it wrong. I, I, don't, I don't want to get into that part because they were really selling everything, especially the service side, as a commodity. And so they just wanted to know the price for, for getting something set up. And I said, well, I mean, if you're looking, you know, after I found out that you know, I wasn't going to get any of the information that I needed to be, to be able to customize a solution and determine what is the right solution, I said, okay, well, I'm going to assume that you're right. I'm going to assume that everything you told me is what you need. Um, if you're talking about, you know, X number of salespeople and Y number of this and that, you know, you're going to be looking at, it's going to be fifteen to $20,000. Now, now I could tell. The, this person was thinking three to $5,000, right? But, but here's the good news. A, was honest and upfront, sent her a document that showed kind of the range and how I came to that price. So she has that for the future. By the way, she'll be smarter dealing with an opportunity in the future. B, I didn't leave her with the typical, well, you know, that really varies depending upon a wide variety of situations. I can't answer the question until. And C, I saved myself a whole lot of time. Right. So if you know the price of something, share it. It should be online if at all possible. And, and if it's not online, then you should be working to get it or get a guide online so that people understand how you determine what gets charged. So for more complex situations, you need to be able to talk about situations and costs, expectations and costs. We've got to go beyond the range conversation to help people understand what's going to be involved based upon the outputs or outcomes that they're looking for. Let's start dealing with price early and transparently and see what will happen. That's today's edition of the Sales Genius Podcast. Until next time, go out and be a sales genius.